Hello and welcome to season two, episode 16 of the Motown Philly podcast, episode 68 overall. I am your co-host, Tim Golden, here with my co-host. What up, though? It's your boy, Jason Hall. How y'all feeling out there? Yes, indeed. Jason Hall is the Motown in Motown Philly from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, home of Ford GM Chrysler and none other than the legendary Motown Records. Here, the one doing the talking right now is Tim Golden, and I am the Philly in Motown Philly from the wonderful city of brotherly love. Jason is from Detroit, but he in Memphis. I'm from Philly, and I'm in Walla Walla. No, I'm not throwing up. <laughs> Walla Walla. No, no disrespect to Walla Walla. Love Walla Walla, Washington. But it ain't where you, it's, it's not just, uh, it's all about letting you know that uh, even though we are from different places and we are in different places than where we're from, you can be far apart geographically, but very much connected emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and in so many other ways. And I think that's the connection that we have here at the Motown Philly podcast. That's the community that we share, me and Jason, and me and Jason strive for good communication. That's our motto here at Motown Philly, communication, connection, and community. And we have a time-honored tradition here in our first episode of 2024. Happy New Year to everybody out there. One one thing that does not change here at Motown Philly is that even though the year is new and different, the tradition of gratitude is the same. Because in the words of my co-host, gratitude game, stay tight. Jay Hall, talk to us, man. Talk to us about the gratitude we have for our dope listening audience here at the Motown Philly Podcast. Gratitude is in the room, y'all. Gratitude is in the room. And yep, like Tim said, gratitude game stays tight. Listen, I just wanted to hop on here to celebrate with you guys the beginning of a new year. Wow. We've done it. We've done it. We made it past 2003 and we're here in 2004. And man, this week is. Right. <laughs> this... Hold up, bro. You done left off the 20. Oh, you left the 20 off of three and the uh, 20. Uh, what did I say? We done made it through 2003. It would be nice to be 20 years younger because I'm going to tell you right now, dog. Okay. If I'm doing 03, what I know. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me get it right. Appreciate you, Chick. Yo, we done. We just moved out of 2023 and now into 2024. And boy, I tell you, with this, this week has started off with a bang in a lot of different ways. And we're going to get into that a little later. But we are so thrilled and so happy and grateful. The gratitude game is is overwhelming us as we share it with you guys because we're happy. We're, we're thankful. We're grateful uh, to see a new day, to see a new year. To understand that we've made it through whatever trials and tribulations we had throughout of throughout the year 2023 
and we made it to this point to start again afresh it's just this newness of 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 and a be a newness a spirit of newness newness if you will tim and there's just like this this idea of freshness we have a new beginning a new perspective potentially and i want to give you the idea and just the insight or the perspective of knowing like listen you get to recreate i'm grateful for a new a new year because we get to go into this year with the mindset of how can we make things a little better than we made them last year and we have opportunity to, to create that it's it's this this moment is filled with infinite possibilities so i'm grateful for waking up this morning um, i'm grateful for hopping on these podcast airways with my ace boom coon you ain't heard that in years have you? and 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 just saying you know for every ounce of 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 substance in my life I'm, I'm thankful for the good and the bad life goes up and life goes down um sometimes uh we're sad and, and sometimes we're happy and i'm grateful for it all because it helps to teach us lessons and make us better people so i'm grateful today and i'm sure you are too tim oh jason you better believe it man i am so thankful for all the wonderful things we have Listen, folks, if you wake up in the morning and you have your five senses, you just need to be thankful. If you wake up, you need to be thankful. If you wake up in a bed instead of on a park bench, you need to be thankful. If you can get up and walk down your hallway, you need to be thankful. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, I can guarantee you will be outweighed by the gratitude that you experience as you contemplate all that you have rather than complain about what you don't have. So we thank you all here at the Motown Philly podcast for being who you are and what you are to us. You're the engine that makes us go. You listen to us. Please continue in 2024. Download, share, subscribe widely. That's what we're all about here at Motown Philly, communication, connection, and community. And even as Jason is grateful, so am I. Well, folks, 2024, this first week of 2024, certainly has gotten off to a real bang. In this wonderful world of podcasting, Jason, Mm-hmm. We've been on the scene for a couple of years, and I wish that we had the media juice and the name recognition and celebrity of somebody who we both really like a lot. Mm-hmm. Sharp. We we love Shannon Sharp, and of course he has his podcast, Club Shay Shay, where he interviews newsmakers, celebrities, entertainers. And this week, or by the time this airs and is is uploaded to our hosting sites, it will be technically last week. Let's just say recently, Shannon Sharp had Cat Williams, comedian Cat Williams, K-A-T-T Williams on his podcast. And boy, Cat Williams pulled no punches. Bruh. I mean, he, I, he just went crazy. Like, 
I was watching it and in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, I was like, this is big. Like, like I felt in the moment, like there were like six different memes that that I already was taking. I'm sorry, <laughs> you were setting this up. This is a hot topic. Go for it. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead, man. I don't want to cut you off. Bro, he, he just had meme. Like it was meme after meme of this dude dropping these these catisms if you will he they're his truths like it was he set that space up he he applauded shannon gave shannon his flowers to say like you have created a space of truth and i'm coming here to show up and show the hell out he talked about it chick and boy did he show out and the, here's the thing we are observers to a world of celebrity that we know nothing about. We, the people who he was throwing under the bus, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Kevin Hart, my homie from Philly. I mean, that was kind of hurting me a little bit because, you know, Kevin Hart from North Philly, man. North Philly. Feeling some kind of way. I'm like, yo, why you gotta come at Kevin Hart like that? But these people are all celebrities with massive followings and massive levels of cultural influence in their own right. He cared nothing about it. And he didn't care anything about it. And he just went off. I mean, he basically accused Steve Harvey of completely plagiarizing all of Mark Curry. He basically calling what he stole. He basically turned Steve Harvey into an intellectual property thief because the very premise of the Steve Harvey show was the same thing as hanging with Mr. Cooper. And, and I mean, there were, there were some, the moments, I mean, he, and he's, he's having this conversation all the while talking about his intense use of marijuana and sipping on cognac. Cognac. I mean, I, so I, I just, it was, I mean, in a sense, as I watched him, Jason, you talk about communication, connection, and community, which is we're all about here at the Motown Philly podcast. I have yet to witness a more authentic, yeah, vulnerable, mm-hmm. open, honest, mm-hmm. say that communicator. Mm-hmm such as cat williams like i I, in a sense i think what made what he did so powerful was that he was saying things he was behaving in a way that a lot of us would love to behave can i tell you what i saw we are we are so afraid of actually being ourselves i you know it was crazy go ahead you're right like when cat was asked these questions i don't know about you but his pause to think about 
what he had to say that was just as intriguing and engaging because i almost became tearful but i was slightly emotional like yo like cat something he, he could be like he seemed as if he was taking what he had to share from the very depths like you said like he was so authentic you we've i felt that i haven't like i really thought in the moments of this of this particular interview that it was epic like this I, we're we're four years in to 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 this decade and for me listen to us talk about it this is the interview of the decade thus far and i knew it while watching it the way he communicated he just he paused on almost every question and gave some deep thought seemingly before he began and it wasn't a trite he he didn't answer it was they were they were they were well thought out like it, he had been thinking about that for a while or as something that he contemplated often each one of his answers they 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 were authentic they weren't scripted they came straight from the heart to me and in, in his pause and contemplating what he was going to say and how he wanted to say it well mm, it was it was like if there were jokes it was hitting the punchline. it was the timing was ex amazing he really in a sense in the sense that we're discussing him he became something of a communication hero mm. he became something of a connection hero mm. something of a community hero mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. openness because of his vulnerability because of his authenticity he was able to connect with people in ways that I have never really experienced before. Mm -hmm. As he was talking, I was thinking to myself, how many people are there out there like me, excuse me, like me, who have no access to the world of celebrity, who have said to themselves, something just ain't right with Steve Harvey. I don't know what it is. Mm. How many and and how much of what he said was filling in blanks that actually helped people to further make sense of things that they've always thought were kind of uh, about Steve Harvey. He he accused Steve Harvey of lying mm -hmm. in his own narrative about being homeless. Homeless. He's he like, said, that's my bit. <laughs> That's that that happened to me. And then he said that was he said Steve Harvey was never homeless. And I'm thinking, wow, like wow, bro, you are making some high-powered assertions. And and part of me wants to the you know the philosopher in, philosopher in me wants to be critical and say, how do we know that you're telling the truth? But then there's another part of me that says Bro, if you're going to come out and say this type of thing, maybe it's actually true. Let me tell you what's real with that on that note. I was on some of the stuff that I knew that I could find on the net. Bro, the 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 championship between Steve and and um and Cat in Detroit, I looked it up verbatim. 
he ain't why would you start saying this stuff and it ain't true most of the stuff that he was talking about you could go check you could fact check it on and because of the age that we live in on the internet so some of the stuff bro i was literally no lie no lie chick i was literally stopping the podcast to go fact check that man on the internet to see what he was saying was true Bro, it was all true. That that battle that he talked about when he ran, literally ran, that was over 15 years ago. You can look at y'all, y'all listening, y'all go online, go to YouTube, put in Cat and Steve in the championship battle online in Detroit. It'll show up. He wasn't lying. He wasn't. And that was in your hometown. Right. He, he wasn't lying. Like, um, Steve, Ricky, Ricky Smiley went online to give his rebuttal because he has a platform, and he he had to say like, "Yo, like I did, I did go out for this role, and it happened like this." He took, he basically took it from me, and then he became that that um role that he played in Next Friday After Next was iconic. It was made for him. As a matter of fact, he wrote a lot of, if not most of the the lines in that role. Like, like Cat wasn't telling no lies, bro. And so, and so I'm sitting there, chin on the floor, right? Mouth wide open. And I'm torn between either this Negro is crazy or this Joker is slowly and certainly becoming my hero. That was an unbelievable barrage. He won me over too, Chick. He won me over too. And, and it's something about the pure authenticity of it all. And it, and it wasn't just Steve Harvey. It was Cedric the Entertainer. It was P. Diddy. It was insinuations about Bishop Jakes. Mm -hmm. P. Jakes, I was like, whoa, he's not giving anybody any slack today. But one of the most profound things that I thought he did was when Shannon Sharp asked him about Kanye West and characteristic of what you just said which which really it gave him so much credibility and you talked about this mm -hmm. the, the pause right you know i'm not just going to come off the cuff like i'm gonna think about this and what came out of his mouth in response to the question about kanye west was so powerful because he said how is it that we can claim he has a mental illness and then blame him and point the finger at him mm. and him for what he does. How is it, how wrong is it of us to have expectations of him mm. when we are on the other hand conceding that he has a problem? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I just thought to myself, wow, what a, what a, I mean, I want to call it a nugget, but it was like a it was like a nuclear bomb <laughs> of truth was contained right. in insight. Uh so listen, man, it was it was something else. And if we want to set the tone for 2024. That's what I'm saying, bro. Listen, Jason and I I mean, you talk about being a communicator at a high level, right? The 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 veneer of Hollywood came off and we saw what is beneath the surface and love him or hate him 
for what he said on the Shannon Sharp podcast, what cannot be gainsaid was his vulnerability and his authenticity and his sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Say that, chick. Because I mean, the the comment talking about yeah, I go to the strip club. But I'm looking at the girl like, yo, you trying to get up out, you trying to get up out of here and never come back for good? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Who's saying like who's saying this stuff? Who is saying this stuff? Man. I it was it was it was really incredible, man. I I, I am just Let me I, tell you, let me listen how real this man sounds, chick. He says you know what? I I smoke weed and I smoke it a lot. Probably smoke it more than than Snoop. And we and he said you can ask Snoop. And you know what? I believe when he said that I believe it. But he said this: we sit around with dudes smoking. You know, you know how they roll the blunt up. They lick it, and then we smoke that all our lives. Some male saliva. He said I like women around me, bro. And guess who like? Guess who rolls up my joints? So I get the saliva from a female than than that of Negroes sitting around. I mean, the, everything that the man was saying made made logical, rational sense to him. And to me, I I didn't see it. Like, if that's what you like, bro, that makes sense too. Well, here's here's the other thing, Jason, and this is this is the dimension that we we have talked about it here, at Motown Philly. But it needs to be emphasized more here, right? What's that? What impressed me more than just almost as much as his vulnerability, and because he's a comedian and he's already a master communicator, right? right? Because if the gift of comedy, being able to make other people laugh, is a gift unto itself. So uh, if there was one competing source of his vulnerability, competing aspect of the interview to his vulnerability and his authenticity and his sense of purpose, it was his ability to tell a story. Mm -hmm. His storytelling capacity. Talking about, I had, he left home at 13 years old. He's on some James Bond. (laughs) He's on some Jimmy B, chick. He's also like, listen, he, but listen, before, he was around five or six years old, dazzling the crowd, doing, doing the speeches in, in the kingdom hall, bro. This is a, this is a kid who has gifts that were extraordinary. I mean, his performance in school, he said he sat down, he wanted to read the encyclopedias all of them and he did and then guess what to your to your philosophical background he said after reading all that i still feel found out that i knew nothing didn't know anything i didn't know anything his his ability to contrast his cognitive capacity with the practical realities of everyday life that he experienced on the streets of Miami after, after after an illicit ride on the back of a truck. Listen, Wheeler. Cat Williams, this is what I understand. Cat Williams isn't a comedian, bro. 
That man's a master communicator, period. That's exactly what he and Let me tell you why. He said, I need to, I because this street life ain't safe and ain't working, let me, I think I can figure this commute. I think I can figure this, this form of communication out. Not because I, I, not because I think that I, I'm funny. Cause he never said he was funny. He said, this is a way for me to make money. It's a, basically a means to end that he, that he is capitalized and made that cra his craft, that skill even more masterful because he's a great communicator. That's what he did last night. His communication skills were on display for the world and we were all engaged no one ever thought that cat was gonna come on and do what he did last night i've been interviewing for the interviewing for decades but last night he said this is my time he said that before this, before hours and minutes rolled by he said this will be something for you this will go crazy for 2020 for 2024 and it did he, he is he is a master communicator he, i was transfixed i have to confess now for those of y'all who don't know me don't know my schedule i am i'm a college professor so i'm still on christmas break i don't begin teaching class again until uh tuesday january 16th classes begin on monday but i have a tuesday thursday teaching schedule so this week i've done some post holiday things i've taken down my christmas tree clean up my house a little bit you know it's 2024 ready and all of that and i'm i'm getting back into work mode slowly getting back into writing preparing my course syllabi for the spring semester which starts in a couple of weeks but i'm still semi in vacation mode and I confess, I took two hours and 49 minutes out of my day to day, out of my day today, and I watched the Cat Williams interview in its entirety. Right? I, yeah. And, and it was, it was worth every second. It was, it was, it was worth my while because up until watching that today, I had kind of dismissed Cat Williams as just another comedian. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know his story mm -hmm. until he's telling you. I didn't know his background. And it goes to show you that one of the biggest lessons I learned is the lesson of humility mm -hmm. in communication. Because, Jason, this could be a whole other episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, instead of thinking the mistake I made up until today was sort of truncating Cat Williams identity and placing him into a into a box in my own consciousness in which he was relegated to the status of comedian as though he had no other parts to his personality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as though he had no story right mm -hmm. And so to take that two hours and 49 minutes today and really pay attention to not just the provocative things that he had to say, but you got a sense for why he says and does what he says and does, because apparently he had it out with his own father. Yeah. Yeah. He said him and his father were involved in what he called an altercation. 13. Janet and then she had 13 and Shannon said, oh, your father was abusive. He said, no, I didn't say that. 
he said it was an altercation and I had to go because I was living under his roof. Let's think about that, man. He 13 thinking like, I had to go. What thir what 13 year old? And he, listen to how he said it. He said, I had come up against him. We had an altercation. One of us, we weren't, both of us wasn't necessarily sleeping well. <laughs> I couldn't sleep in the room, in the house with him. I couldn't get no sleep and he couldn't get no sleep with me. So somebody brought to be that insightful at 13. Listen to what he did next. He walked down to the truck state to he didn't go to he didn't have the money. He walked down to the truck station and said, Let he said, What's the because it he right? We trying to get out the cold. I'm from Michigan, y'all. I'm trying to get out the cold. I'm down south now. He said, Listen, I want to go to the beach. How far is Cali? How far is Florida? And they told him, and that's why he chose Florida. And he went to Miami. 13 years old, enough sense to go to, enough, enough sense to go to Miami of all places. And he had no money. No money. But I he mean, figured out a way. He, and then he, man, listen. And he said, you know, so and the other line against him is that, well, he's been arrested 19 times. Wasn't worried. Wasn't worried. Nah, bit. He said, every time I got arrested, I got arrested for doing something that I'm still doing today. Protecting myself. Mm-hmm. He was like, you seen me walking down the street when I had my, my, my first son, my baby in the stroller. I got a gun. Right. In protected, yep. protecting myself and taking my meds. Man, listen, he did so much today for so many people or or in that interview, whenever mm -hmm. he did. He did so much today for so many people. The the level again, just the level of boldness and and the authenticity and the vulnerability. It was just extraordinary, man. It was not it was like nothing I had ever seen before. I mean, you always liable to hear something you know something silly come out of charles barkley's mouth or you know something that he's gonna say something and you know somebody is gonna not like it or he's gonna offend some people but the these were not haymakers that were thrown to insult people these were carefully calculated precision like jabs and yeah. all of them connected to mm -hmm. the chain. Oh yeah, he's I a mean, tactician. He had to put it in terms of a boxing metaphor. He's a tactician. I think, yeah, I think that's the way you would have to say it. He he floated like a butterfly, and he stung like a bee today. And apparently, one of my favorite pastors. Shout out to Pastor. Pastor Paul Graham, church in over in Maryland. He likes to say when he's preaching, I love Pastor Graham. He likes to say, quote, I ain't scared of y'all. I ain't scared of y'all. <laughs> and, and that was that was Cat Williams' attitude on the podcast. Like, I ain't scared of y'all. I mean, and that, that's the other dimension, Jason. And this is what I hope our audience, I, first of all, I encourage you go watch the video, 
It's really powerful. I think you it'll be worth your while. What the other thing that I saw from Cat Williams today was what it looks like to live your life and never be overcome by fear. Because he had fear. He had fear, right? It isn't it isn't that courage is the absence of fear, but it's the mastery of fear. But to be in a space where you can, the black theologian James Cone once said this, he said that few things are more of a blessing than being able to say exactly what you want to say in the exact way you want to say it and precisely to whom you want to say it and that i mean we got to do another we talked about humility this is another episode by itself fear and communication because fear when we talk about fear and communication jason that's the thing that often leads to a communication that is deceptive or lying right why do we lie? We lie because we're afraid of what will happen if we tell the truth. What we saw from Cat Williams was an unabashed honesty and openness because he wasn't afraid, or if he was afraid, he allowed his bravery to overcome the fear and just say what he really believed. Yeah. yeah he just had to know and you have to believe that because like i said i did some fact checking because i there are certain things that i didn't know um i didn't know the history certain kind of and i did i did history and then you know i believe it was it was released yesterday i'm not sure when it was recorded but i mean it was people it started getting traction towards the evening of yesterday and then this morning you start seeing i start seeing side by sides of 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 when when cat did his his particular bit when he was talking about the spaceship in the car and I, they show when cat did it in 98 and then they show when said pulled it out when he did it kings of comedy like like he knew exactly what he was doing and saying and how he was and who he was saying it about because he knew the receipts are out there we live in this we live in this internet age to where we can go back and pull up stuff the stuff that he was talking about was were very public um, or was information that was very discernible. And you can find out what what really happened. And like you said, the truth that he had to that he had to speak about, there had to be some level of thoughtfulness to be like, I need do I need to be careful or, and or fearful about the ramifications of what could happen when I say these things? And I'm sure he did wrestle with it. But the idea of knowing who cat was as he gave the story of his life fear was present but he knew how to manage it and and negotiate it to do the things that he was purposed to do even all the way to the point of that particular interview i mean because you and i were both thinking and everyone else who watched it like man what's going to happen to him will is he going to turn up let's say let's be honest is he going to turn up not living anymore? 
I mean, like you said, he's talking about powerful people. Yes. In the like this, I mean, th- this conversation. Let's just be honest. This we talk about Black Hollywood. I mean, this this Black Hollywood can be a little bit grimy. Things can pop off, um, and people can disappear or die suddenly. Who knows why? You know. So I'm not like. But the, the, here's the thing. He talked about all his quote unquote enemies or competition. They all got motive now, so they can't mess with us. Like his, you know what I'm saying? Jason, this this conversation is pure dynamite here on the Motown Philly podcast, and we're going to pick up on it on the other side of this break. Because I got to tell y'all a couple things about Jason Hall that y'all don't know. Jason ain't going to tell you this because he is an entrepreneur, but the amount of business enterprises and the amount of his imagination and his ingenuity is just extraordinary. So Jason, in addition to running an Airbnb business, and in addition to running a car rental business, Jason is the speaker's mechanic. I didn't say a speaker's mechanic. He is the speaker's mechanic. Listen, y'all, let me tell you something. Here in 2024, I'm trying to step up my speaking game. I have seven speaking engagements the months of January and February, and they range from my standing speaking engagement as an academic, talking, giving lectures to college students, to a very emotional event for me, which is going to be a toast to my brother at his birthday party, to a Martin Luther King talk on the King holiday, all the way up to sermons and panel discussions and all of these sorts of things. And I couldn't think of having a better friend to guide me through the process. Y'all don't know what a blessing it is to have personal access to the speaker's mechanic. Jason has already started to give me tips on things I need to be doing. Why am I telling you all of this? Because if you are looking to improve your public speaking game, you need to go to Amazon and you need to get his book. It's called A Vocal Owner's Manual. A Vocal Owner's Manual. Go ahead and get the book. If you're looking to improve your speaking, public speaking game, Jason will be able to give you all the things that you need to do that. So that's number one. Number two His entrepreneurship is one of the reasons why we understand here at Motown Philly that if you are trying to grow your business, if you're trying to grow your podcast, if you're trying to grow your brand, you can do it here with us at the Motown Philly podcast. Here at the Motown Philly podcast, we offer, we offer, offer, excuse me, we offer affordable advertising rates we have three different advertising packages with a variety of benefits to suit your marketing needs we have a listening audience that's growing and expanding we've got listeners coast to coast in the united states places like new york los angeles we even have listeners in the uk and in africa i even think we may have a few places in Australia that have downloaded some of our episodes. So listen, if you're looking to grow your business and you want to grow with us here at the Motown Philly podcast, just go ahead and send us an email at Motown Philly community at gmail.com Motown Philly community at gmail.com. 
send us an email. We'll get you out a list with all of the prices and we'll be happy to have conversations with you to discuss how we can make these things happen, make good things happen for you here at Motown Philly. If you're trying to grow, uh, then you need to grow with us here at Motown Philly. Let's grow together. Again, reach out to us at Motown Philly Community. All one word. That's Motown Philly Community at gmail.com and start advertising and continue growing with us today. Do not delay. Cat Williams, man. Cat Williams is has rapidly ascended to the top of my list of master communicators because he seems to be able to he has all the elements and apparently he's been doing it for years right i mean this is how he made it and and i you know you mentioned you mentioned james baldwin jason and you know he's for those of you out there in the Motown Philly listening audience, y'all know he's on our James. goat list. He's on our goat list. Jason and I have uh, it's just he's just incredible, right? I mean, you talk about someone who achieved immortality, James mm-hmm. Baldwin, 1987, and we still talk about, him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you pick up one of his essays on race and culture or history or anything, any of his literary works and put your thinking cap on because it's going to be full of insights. And one of the things about James Baldwin is that he came to a realization at the age of 14 that the religion that he was asked to indulge was not a good fit for him. And he proceeded accordingly by distancing himself from that religion. And Cat Williams talked a lot about that today. Jason. Bro, think about it. They did the same thing at the same age. They did the, move, the same thing at the Well, the right, the move of Cat Williams was a little more radical because he actually mm-hmm. left home. James Baldwin just stopped preaching mm-hmm. at the church. And and I Man, as I'm listening to this, and I'm I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. You leave home at 13. I mean, did your mother and father call the police? Did they run around scared? He was for different, him? though. Let me. He said this, and I love how we're digging into this interview because it was really rich, full of nuggets and gems and insights. Listen to this nugget that that really, like, like grabbed me and gave me a little goosebumps. When you truly have a gift, he said he he exposed himself by saying this. I wondered at times, how did I know what I what I know? How did, like how did I know what I know? Like I didn't know how I learned. Certain, like he questioned himself to figure out how did I know certain things that he knew. Like imagine that. Imagine that. Like. Like it was almost a, to a point where he's been here. Uh, very similar, very similar to to James Baldwin. It's just like, oh, he been here before. So maybe that's how w- when someone's doing and being and 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 like behaving a certain way, like you leap at thirteen, 
with it, the APB ain't out like that dude grown <laughs> like it just it, I don't think what I know I know when I was growing up there wasn't a moment for me or I didn't live in moments where I was just like you know what oh like I wasn't shaking my head wondering how I knew what I knew because I was just I was in learn mode I was in reaction mode <laughs> like I didn't I didn't get what he got he got grown folks stuff and downloaded inside of him in a, in a in a very early age and he was very aware of it you and i talk often about awareness his awareness at his age to know that stuff that he was hearing in in the uh temple or in the um kingdom hall didn't line up to the reality in life and he was just like nah sir there there's certain people like that who walk this earth that are young and they get that really they get that religion hits them different to be like mm, that don't line up with you that don't that's not lining up with humanity so he was one of them dudes bro and i mean it, it, it's the insight so i'm i'm reminded now of I, i've sort of surrounded myself with comedians this week right because two days ago a couple days ago i watched dave Chappelle's netflix special dreamer Mm -hmm. And Dave Chappelle said something that I think Cat Williams embodies, and it was so insightful. These are words to live by from Dave Chappelle. He said, one of the keys to life is to be ambitious enough to have your own dream and humble enough to know when you are inhabiting someone else's. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that that is so. And he proceeds to tell stories of how, when he was fourteen years old, he used to walk the streets of D.C. His comedy special was in his hometown of D.C. Mm-hmm. And he said he he would uh, dream of performing in on the stage. And then he said, "Some of y'all are sitting out there with good seats, first, second, third row." And I am inhabiting your dream because one of your dreams has been to go see Dave Chappelle. Good seats, right? And that to me is a message that I will take into the classroom with me because I have to be ambitious enough to understand what a privilege it is for me to fulfill my dream of being a college professor, but I have to be humble enough to know that as a college professor, I'm inhabiting the dreams of many of my students who saw themselves in college, studying philosophy, getting a world-class education at a world-class educational institution like the one where I work, Whitman Mm -hmm. College in Walla Walla, Washington, or like the one where I worked at before that, at Walla Walla University or at Westchester University. And somehow, the we, we have a habit of laughing at comedians and we sometimes forget or lose sight of the fact that the laughter is not really what makes them such good communicators. What makes them such good communicators is really beyond the laughter and it's their ability to be vulnerable, open, honest, mm-hmm. 
aware, yeah. insightful. Aware, the self-awareness and to be purposive mm-hmm. about what they do. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is not an easy thing, Jason. It is not an easy thing to walk on a stage and stand there with nothing but a microphone and talk to folks for 45 minutes to an hour and expect them to laugh at jokes that you've written. That yeah. is not an easy thing. So it's just all around. It's just incredible to behold. And and I, I was just blown away. I was too. Uh, Shannon said something during, you know, Shannon's, you know, Shannon's work. Shannon's putting in that work, y'all. Like, I mean, he's before our eyes. He's putting in that work. I mean, he's definitely embracing that Mamba mentality. He um, and he's making a difference out there in his space. Um, so he was on the nightcap because he does a sports little podcast in the evenings, um, three nights a week, and he just mentioned how you know he was while. On one show, he's looking at the his podcast numbers go crazy, and they're in the comments on his one show that has really nothing to do with his podcast, and his chat is going crazy. And one of the things that he made he made known to I think Gilbert Arenas was on uh, last night, and he said, "Gil, what was crazy is now he's we're getting to interview E side um, or the interviewer. He's the interviewer." And he was saying, I said maybe a couple words to him and didn't get a chance to answer a question or ask him a question. And he just went for almost 20 minutes. Guess what, chick? I never knew that he didn't ask a question because everything that cat was, I was already in the interview, bro. And, and, and Shannon, we didn't know that you didn't. We didn't even know that you weren't interrupting him. He said, should I let him go? He's just been talking for the last 20 minutes. Let me just let it happen. Guess what? He did the he did the best thing he could have because I didn't know that Shannon was there. <laughs> and listen, that's an excellent point that you make. Because if we could just, uh, we had one guest last year who is another one of my communication heroes. And whether she realizes it or not, she is on her way to master communication level because of her authenticity and her vulnerability. We had a guest late last year, Michelle Hall. To Michelle Hall, who began our interview with her by literally just going in on her story. I love it. And opening up a window into her world. I love it. She's there with her arms outstretched, making herself big, right? Mm. Making vulnerable, open, authentic. Mm. And that was perhaps the most powerful Inner influential interview mm-hmm. that we did all year. Yeah. Shout out, to Michelle. Oh, man. shout out, Michelle. Shout out, Michelle. I remember that joint because when it was time for us to talk, I I had to acknowledge it. You went there, didn't you? Oh, you went there, Michelle. Did like, and I love where we were. I she took us there, and I love exactly where we were because it was 
it was the per it was she came on with purpose and those who were listening they heard what she said because what she said resonated with me with you and i'm sure everyone else who listened to what she had to say she got real real quick and the the insight i mean the need because what made it so powerful when michelle did it is the same thing that made it powerful when cat williams did it because you could see that his authenticity and his honesty and his vulnerability is the result of his healing you can mm. see that he has been attentive to his pain mm. he has not ignored himself that's what was so powerful about michelle hall's interview mm. y'all need to go back in the archives y'all need to pull that one up and you need to listen to it mm. women out there who are survivors of struggling with sexual abuse michelle may struggling uh, with having recovered or it, who are in recovery trying to overcome the after the, the devastation of the trauma of sexual abuse it, that episode is well worth your while as is her podcast mm -hmm. that's uh, that she is so worthy of and deserves mm -hmm. you you need to listen to that because she makes the point that you can't help others until you help yourself and that the very thing that makes you angry about the abuser is the very thing that you need to get past in order to help yourself and see somewhere along the line you, you, you I, talking right i listen man i'm talking about powerful communicators mm -hmm. talking about heroic communicators because that's what we're about jason mm -hmm. communication connection community the amount of impact that michelle had through her communication the connection that she made that she will make in that episode for other people who hear what she has to say and the kind of communities that are the result of that authentic communication these are the kinds of things that leave the world in a better condition than when we found it and my goodness michelle hall doesn't have the name recognition of cat williams but listen Cat Williams can do it on a much grander scale because of who he is. But if we all decided to follow a model of communication that was preceded by a high level of self-awareness mm. and self-engagement mm. and then followed closely by vulnerability, authenticity, and openness and a sense of purpose, man listen we turn this world upside down and Powerful. that's what i so you know whether it's whether it's cat williams or michelle hall we here at the motown philly podcast are all about people who do it kobe style right mm -hmm. people people who become so good at it that they are unconsciously competent that's the other point about Cat Jay. Cat Williams doesn't know how to communicate any other way. Yeah. Cultivated that disposition to communicate throughout his entire life. And as such, he has passed through all of the various levels and has now what we saw. He was on, in he was on that guy level. He Brody was he, he was, was 
unconsciously competent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, for translation purposes, the 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 rim or the the rim was like a big old ocean, like a huge bucket. I mean, he was he was Steph Curry shooting fifteen that night. You know what I'm saying? Like Steph Curry, like all of us, mostly. You know, when you're elite, um, you you're still mostly live in conscious competence. But boy, let your tail be on stage and the bright lights come on when you in unconscious competence and you on that elite level. That was cat. And and it's like watching Ricky Henderson steal bases. Team mm. slow. It's like watching Tom Brady lead a winning drive. Mm. Or Patrick Mahomes or Kobe or MJ taking the winning shot. Like at some point, you get so good at it that the game literally slows down. I remember a couple of years ago, and you know, Jason and I like sports. Y'all just got to deal with it. This is Motown Philly. A couple of years ago, Tom Brady was asked uh, after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had just won the Super Bowl. He was asked if he was going to retire. No, it was the year they won the Super Bowl. And he said, why would I retire? He said, I feel like a student who has all the answers to the exam and I'm able to get every answer correct. So I no, I'm not going to retire. I'm just, I want to keep getting good grades. And at some point, you get so good, right, at what you do that the whole world slows down for you and things just be things that are very difficult for other people become extremely easy for you. And boy, is that ever admirable, Jason. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> It's like there wasn't at some point in his career there wasn't a base that Ricky Henderson couldn't steal. There, there wasn't a if you take the great Japanese player Ichiro Suzuki, he he was asked how he is able to hit the ball so well. He said at some point when you're taking enough batting practice, he said every pitch is moving in slow motion, and I can see it. I can see how it's spinning. I can see how it's curving. I know which pitches to swing at and which pitches are going to go into the dirt. And this is coming from someone who plays a sport in which if you get a hit three out of every 10 times, it's considered excellent. Mm -hmm. If you have a 300 batting average, That's that good. out of 10 times, you get, you get a, a hit three of them. That's considered outstanding. Ichiro Suzuki, I think this one year, long time ago, maybe 20 years ago or so, one he was hitting close to close to 400 or 420 or something, some outrageous number. And he's one of the great hitters of all time. But it just goes to show you that to watch Cat Williams on the Shannon Sharp podcast is to watch a master communicator do with his communication and connection and community what Tom Brady did with a winning drive, what Ricky Henderson did stealing a base, what Kobe did hitting the winning shot. Take your take your sports hero, take your pick. The things that we watch people do 
that we say, wow, so-and-so makes it look easy, right? And I think that's what we saw from Cat Williams, Jason. Dick, I'm like, I'm like trying to think of a whole brand new other podcast and just call it Master Communicators. And you and I just go in and just be like, yo, let's talk about so-and-so today and break down whatever whatever they happen to talk about on that particular and just make it a masterpiece that's exactly right yeah we need to do that man listen 2024 is a it's a great year it's a great year it's going to be a great year you know we're moving in the right direction here at motown philly we're glad you're moving with us jay as we prepare to land this plane Mm -hmm. what would you say or I, I two questions and then I'll answer them my, the same two questions myself two questions and and I guess a, a commentary well no two questions and you'll see what the other one is so the first question is what was your biggest takeaway from the Cat Williams interview in terms of what we do here at Motown Philly communication connection community and the second question is what if there was one takeaway you would encourage our listeners to pull from the Cat Williams interview what would it be to answer the first one uh, what was the major takeaway from the interview that pertains to what we do for me and we talked about it throughout this podcast like Pat didn't come scripted he came and he truly spoke from the heart without the fear of what his audience might think and if you guys are being a communicator one thing Kat talked about as well talked about it like we don't these are things that i that i see when people and listen to and pay attention to when people communicate cat williams on a couple occasions but i know one specifically he said i was talking to myself meaning one of the things that you and i talk about often he quit the inner dialogue that he has he is he he's not cat doesn't run from himself and the the conversations that he had were rational and logical and how they lined up with his core and those who were around him, which caused him to make better decisions. He, he mentioned he wasn't perfect. None of us are sitting here to say what cat, who cat is. No one's perfect. Y'all know that. But the fact that the dialogue was present with himself and Tim and I, you off, we are, we start with communication and go through connection and community and in order to be great at communicating you have to you have to get that dialogue down with yourself and that what does that look like if you guys haven't been here before is you have to have those authentic before you can ever have those authentic talks that go outwardly to other people you have to have those authentic talks that start with yourself and that you are open and vulnerable 
to yourself and that you begin to flesh out how you feel, what is the reckoning of those feelings and emotions, and where is the alignment to what is healthy to, to your being and the state and presence that, that, that you're in in those moments. And Kat clear, clearly has done that. And once you become vulnerable and you communicate with yourself well, because you're you're not you're talking good to yourself. You're, there's no abusive language to yourself. There is no there is no there's not another voice that you're like he cat knew him early. He knew himself early. So then those authentic talks you can easily flow out to others. And that's what we saw. Number two is cat spoke his heart. He he didn't come scripted. Shannon didn't give him the cue cards beforehand I don't believe and with each question he sat there and paused before he gave his talk which was part of his drawing he wasn't he didn't just he didn't just just react to the question he sat with it and then and I love a pause in a speech as was well a pause as a pause in a question take time with it it's your question Take it in, process it, and give it out authentically as it was pr- presented to you. That's the thing. That's the thing that I want to give to the audience. Take time, sit with yourself, sit with the things that are around you, sit with the questions that are pervading, and truly give an authentic answer to all of them. And that's not ta- that's not taking yourself out of whatever answer that you're that you are. Um, proposed to answer that's 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 my summation what about you chick for me jason what i so the answer to the first question what i saw that impressed me so much is that whatever cat williams has been through in his life he has absolutely refuse to deprive the world of all that he has to offer. He has decided not to crawl up into a ball and die because his life was hard. He has decided to boldly confront life in a way that enables him to achieve the fullest expression of his humanity flaws and all i don't think either one of us is going to say that cat williams is perfect but you don't have to be perfect to communicate perfectly there and I, I want you to let that rest for a minute. You don't have to be perfect to communicate perfectly. In fact, it is the communication of our imperfection. As Jason said, first and foremost, with ourselves in ways that are honest and constructive. We don't want, we never want to be self deprecating. 
we always want to say, okay, I can, I'm not perfect. I can work on this. I can work on that. I can improve. I can get better. And in the meanwhile, I'm not going to allow anything that about me that's not exactly right or perfect to prevent me from being vulnerable and sharing with the world what I have to share with the world. Good check. And and that to me was something I took away. You don't have to be perfect to communicate perfectly. And and that to me was was just extraordinary. The one takeaway I would hope Oh man, my goodness. I have to go back. I will just so that y'all know, I will go back and watch this interview at least three or four more times because so many truths were spoken. I'm not talking about the celebrity gossip or who did what to whom or who was lying about what I'm talking about the insightful nature of so much of his commentary mm-hmm. toward the end of the episode. Jason Shannon Sharp asked him about money and he said i my net worth is probably what i got in my pockets Mm -hmm. he said i ain't even talking about my net worth he said but i am rich he said you know why i'm rich he said because every morning when i wake up and open my eyes i have everything i need Mm -hmm. jason when he said that, that was that way. So there was that. And then he said, you got to live every day like it's your last. Now, if you know me, if you were OG here at Motown, Philly, mm-hmm. know that my favorite seven Philadelphia 76 of all time is Allen Iverson. And you know that my aim is to live my life the way he played basketball. And his famous statement was, I play every game like it's my last. And he said to Shannon, Cat Williams said to Shannon Sharp, when you lay down to go to sleep at night, you have to tell yourself, this could have been my last day on this earth. Am I satisfied? Hmm. Am I satisfied with it? Because you might not wake up tomorrow, he said. And if you don't wake up tomorrow, are you satisfied with the life that you lived today? Man, those two things are two things that I hope our audience will take with them from this conversation. One, you're rich if you have everything you need. And two, live every day like it's your last. When you go to sleep tonight, ask yourself, if this was my last day on this earth, was today good enough? And like he told Shannon Sharp, he said, you start asking yourself that question before you go to sleep, it'll change your life. Jay, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram is where I hang out the most. Um, the speakers mechanic at the speakers mechanic. That's what I want to say at the speakers mechanic on Instagram. You can also find me on LinkedIn. very professional page jason hall the communication skills coach and that's where i help professionals entrepreneurs those who are business persons um, help to perfect their communication whether it's uh, giving a talk giving a speech 
whether it's to communicate more professionally in front of your target audience, that is how and who I help. And it's not just speaking, as Tim said, it is definitely making sure that voice is also in order. There's a such thing, there's a thing called vocal health. I help you get your voice right because that voice is also part of your ability to speak. So that's what I do. Tim, where can we find you at, my guy? Right. Y'all can find me on Instagram at a good golden man at a good golden man on Instagram. You can find me on X formerly known as Twitter at DRTJ golden ESQ. And last but not least, y'all can find me on Facebook at Tim golden. Three things in life are certain death taxes and yours truly from Philly PA is the only black man. The one and only black man, Walla Walla, named Tim Golden. I guarantee it. If I meet another brother up here named Tim Golden, I might just walk back to him. Man. Anyway, y'all, listen. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2024. Boy, Cat Williams has set the tone for all communicators this year. We do it as he did it. Bravely, authentically with vulnerability, honesty, and a deep sense of purpose and the ability to tell our story. <laughs> Listen, until next next week, Jason and I are out of here like Vladimir. Peace. <laughs>